Here on Stolen Lives, we discuss brutal and heartbreaking crimes against children. Themes may include child murder, torture, and sexual, domestic, and child abuse. I do try my best to remain respectful for the babies in these stories and leave out unnecessary details that, honestly, none of us need to know to understand the frustration of why and how this ever happened. However, if you find any of these themes triggering, this podcast may not be for you. Listener discretion is advised. Four-year-old Denia Day had her whole life ahead of her. But at the hands of her mother and mother's new boyfriend, that life was taken away. Child Protection knew of the abuse Anaya was enduring for two years before her murder. Yet, nothing was done. Anaya even telling social workers, Mummy did it, and they simply returned her back to her abuser. Anaya's father fought desperately to save his daughter, and the emergency custody order was awarded the day after Anaya was murdered. This is Anaya's story. 23-year-old Sierra Day and her live-in boyfriend, 26-year-old Deontay Lewis, are hauled into court to face a charge of aggravated murder for causing the death of Sierra Day's daughter, 4-year-old Anaya Day Garrett. The medical examiner says Anaya was beaten to death and was malnourished at the time of her death. Satan, the devil, I cannot imagine to tell you why someone would hurt a child. The child's father, Michael Garrett, says his daughter had been abused over and over again by her mother. He and other family members reported the abuse to Cuyahoga County Children and Family Services on a number of occasions. And at the time of Anaya's death, he was fighting for emergency custody. Yeah, I did everything in my power to let them know, you know, that I was a stand-up dad and that my daughter was being harmed and abused at home. And this was an emergency. The anguish over losing his daughter and the anger of coming face-to-face with the two people accused of killing the child boil over. Michael Garrett says he is overwhelmed by the knowledge that no one was there to protect Anaya. They did absolutely nothing to help my daughter in this situation, and now my daughter's dead. Anaya Marie Day Garrett was born September 2, 2013, in Cleveland, Ohio, to teenage parents Sierra Day and Michael Garrett. Day and Michael met while seniors in high school, with Day falling pregnant with Anaya only a couple of months into their relationship. The two did try and make it work for their daughter, but they were only babies themselves and would split when Anaya was about two years old in November 2016. After this, Day and Michael handed co-parenting well. Day would care for Anaya during the week and Michael spent every weekend with his daughter. Michael and Anaya adored each other. From all accounts, Anaya loved going on little adventures with her dad. Quote, Anaya would always run right into my arms, unquote. Anaya would be later described by her loved ones as bright and happy. She would always have a smile on her face, and she was just your typical kid, always busy and moving, always wanting to know everything, and she was always giggling. She was incredibly affectionate. Her carers at Harbourcrest Childcare would later say that she loved being held and hugged, and she frequently would seek out praise. This may be more because of what was happening at home, but we will get to that. But everyone loved Anaya, and she made friends with her peers easily. By January 2017, 
Dane and I were living at the Cultural Garden Apartments in Lit, Ohio, and Michael lived in East Cleveland, not too far, which made visitation and sharing Anaya easy. Anaya would be attending Harbourcrest Childcare and later Ready, Set, Grow Preschool, both in Lit, but the daycare providers at Harbourcrest became concerned about Anaya not long after she started in 2016. At first, based on conversations with Day, these were just normal kid accidents, and they were able to reason away the injuries for a period of time. But then on May 18, 2017, Anaya arrived at childcare with dried blood in her ears, blisters on her head and a scraped nose. The administrative assistant, Tamika Robinson, spoke to Anaya to try and figure out what was happening. Quote, I was like, Naya, what happened to your face? Oh my God. And she was like, Mummy pushed my face in carpet, but Mummy said I fell at the park. And then three days later, Naya comes walking in the door. Naya has three lumps on her head with blood clots in them. Naya is bleeding from the ear. I called 911. Unquote. Tamika in Harbourcrest Childcare also filed an abusing a minor report against Day with Cahooka County Child and Family Services, or CCCFS, as we'll refer to them for the remainder of this episode. In total, Harbourcrest reported 14 different incidents in their report to CCCFS. Anaya was taken to hospital for treatment. Despite these injuries, CCCFS deemed the claims by Harbourcrest Childcare to be unsubstantiated. After this report, Anaya would not return to Harbourcrest Childcare. Day would unenroll her daughter and transferred her to Ready Set Grow Preschool. In July 2017, 22-year-old Sierra Day met 25-year-old Dante Lewis, and this relationship got serious very quickly, with Lewis spending significant time in the home and caring for three-year-old Anaya. And Lewis was an absolute catch, I'm being sarcastic here, because he was unemployed and living with his parents. Now it is up for interpretation if he was actually living with Dane Anaya or not. He claims at trial he wasn't, but there is plenty of evidence that proves otherwise. Now I really don't think it matters either way, because he still openly admitted he spent significant time at the apartment and watching over Anaya that he was a caregiver to the little girl. September 12, 2017. Bruises to Anaya's face, eyes and arm was reported by her parental grandmother, Rachel Garrett, to CCCFS. Rachel would state that the bruise to the little girl's arm resembled a handprint to her. Day would tell social workers these bruises occurred when the three-year-old fell out of bed and where Anaya removed a bandage from getting a vaccination. Only five days later, during a weekend visit with her father on September 18, 2017, Michael said he observed visible bruises on Anaya's chest and lower back. She also had several loose and rotting teeth. This worried him, and he would gently question Anaya where she got the bruises from. Anaya would seem confused or hesitant to answer her father's questions. Michael would later describe it as if Anaya had been told not to say anything. Eventually, Anaya would open up and say, quote, Mummy pushed me up the stairs, unquote. So Michael did what any concerned parent would do in this situation. 
He took photos of these bruises and filed a report with East Cleveland Police. In this report, Michael alleged that Day was the person who caused Anaya's injuries. At the time, he was not aware she was in a new relationship. Day would retaliate and claim that it was in fact Michael harassing and stalking her and Anaya. She would file a restraining order against her former partner, which was granted. As a condition of the restraining order, he could not come near Day, and as an effect of this, he wouldn't be able to see his daughter. Michael again did the only thing he could do. He filed a motion to apply for custody of Anaya in October 2017. Unfortunately, he would never get the opportunity to fight to see Anaya. In fact, he would never see his daughter alive again. Now, it wasn't only the paternal side of Anaya's family that noticed a change in the little girl. Day's family did as well. Day was close to her sister and brother, and they would see each other most days. In the words of Erica Johnson, they were all each other had. Their kids were a similar age, and they would play together while the siblings caught up. But in the months before Anaya's death, Erica would later testify in court that she too contacted CCCFS because she was worried. She said Day would take Anaya into a separate room to discipline her. And there was one time Anaya came out with a bloody nose. When Erica questioned Day about it, she claimed that Anaya fell. Erica and her brother, Isaiah Day, were both worried about Day and Anaya and how she was coping and living on her own. That she had previously been a good mother, but everything seemed to change after the split from Michael and when Lewis came into the picture. Now, do I think that Day's brother is a reliable source of information? Not really. Because at trial it was revealed in February 2018, so only a month before Anaya dies. Day tells her brother that Anaya can no longer walk. Isaiah goes over to the apartment and tells Day that Anaya is fine. I don't know how she is fine, considering a normally active four-year-old can't walk anymore, but that was that. I don't understand. I would demand my sister to get my niece to the hospital. Heck, I would get the keys and drive this child myself. March 2018. Michael filed for emergency custody of his daughter. CCCFS scheduled a visit to Michael's home for March 12th to see if it was suitable for a child to live there. There are some criteria that needs to be met, like a sleeping area for the child, that their house is clean and habitable, no safety risks like exposed wires or broken windows, that sort of thing. This appointment would never have the chance to happen. While Michael was doing some last-minute cleaning to have his house in perfect condition for CCFS the next day, while he was doing this for his daughter, little Anai's body could not fight against the abuse any longer and she would pass away. Sierra Day would later give two stories as to what happened in the lead-up to Anai's death. Both versions start the same with Day and Lewis taking Anaya to a Red Lobster, Thursday, March 8, 2018. Day would claim that after this, Anaya started to quote-unquote acting weird. In the first version, Day would give first responders at her apartment on the day of Anaya's death. The day Anaya died, Sunday, March 10, 2018, Anaya refused to eat breakfast. She had taken herself to the bathroom and fell off the toilet seat. 
Anaya complained her head hurt after this and was unable to keep down any food or water. Day gave her Tylenol, which Anaya also threw up. She then lost consciousness and became unresponsive. During a second interview at the apartment after Anaya's death, on the day of Anaya's death, Day said she turned on the air conditioning because Anaya complained the apartment was too hot. Day also said Anaya wanted to take a bath, so Day drew one for her daughter. Then Anaya tried to use the toilet on her own but fell off and knocked herself out. What do you need an ambulance for, sir? Yes, hi, my, uh, my daughter is having a hard time breathing. She's breathing, but she's young. She's barely breathing. Is she able yes, to talk out. in complete sentences? No, she can't. She's not talking in no complete sentences at all. How old is she? Four. She had fell out, and we were just trying to see what's going on with her. Is she conscious now? Is she conscious? Yes. But, but she's not really breathing. She's not speaking. She's not speaking. She's not responding to us. Is she awake? Her eyes are open. Her eyes are open, yes. But she's not really alert? She's not saying anything or responding to our... When I press down on her chest, she'll make a sound. Okay. Well, don't press down on her chest, okay? No, with two hands. <clears throat> Does your daughter have a history? Does she have a history of what? Yeah, does she have a history of any breathing issues? No. What was she doing before this happened? Well, she's been acting a little sick. We we went to Red Lobster last week. I thought it was because of that because she started acting weird. I thought it was like a, a stomach virus or something of what she ate or whatever. And I noticed as she's been at home, we started, like, feeding her, and she was just throwing everything up. So gave her ginger ale, she threw the ginger ale up. I gave her, I gave her Tylenol, she spit that up. Okay. When's the last time she ate or drank anything? Um, we tried to give her um, some breakfast in the morning, and she ate, like, a little bit of it, but it's like she kept chewing, and she was prolonged to chewing it for a long time. All right, she's been having these flu-like these flu symptoms for how long? It started last Thursday when we came for her a lot, so we know that she started acting weird. Since last Thursday? Yes. As in, like, a few days ago? Yes. Has she been running a fever? Um, she was a little hot, but then her body would, like, just be weird to turn cold. What is your name? Anaya, A-N-I-Y-A. What's your last name? Day, D-A-Y. Did you guys try contacting the child's pediatrician? Did we try? Yeah, did you call her pediatrician when this started? No, I actually just spoke to a 24-hour nurse. Okay. What is she doing now? Well, now I just got her sitting up. I tried to even um, put um, do mouth-to-mouth. Well, if she's breathing, you probably don't need to do CPR. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I, like, I put my fingers, I put my, I'm just trying to, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just trying to figure out what else can I do. Like, I put my hands up to her nose to see if she was breathing, and I didn't feel no air coming out. Like, she got her eye open. Wait a minute, is she not breathing? No. Your child is not breathing? No. Okay, let's do CPR then. That's what I'm trying to do. I, I, I didn't do my whole force two hands. I just, two, two hands, two fingers, two fingers basically is what I'm doing. Okay, I want you to get her on a flat surface. Okay. 
Okay, say it again. No. They just told me, yes, we're going to start CPR right now. Okay, put, okay, put, put, the, phone, put the phone on speaker. Put the phone on speaker. Put the yeah, phone let's on. put the phone on speaker, okay? If you guys have an AED available, I want you to send someone to go get it right now, okay? What available? An AED machine. No, we, okay. no, we don't have that. All right, place your daughter flat on her back on the floor, okay? Okay. okay. Kneel down near her chest. You want all her stuff on her back. She is definitely not breathing, correct? Yes. Okay. Place the heel of your hand on the center of her chest. Mm -hmm. Put your other hand on top of the first hand. I want you to push right. down firmly on the chest at least two inches, only to the heel of your hands. Okay. okay? We're going to do it 30 mm -hmm. times, just like you're pumping her chest, okay? You're going to count out loud with me. Are you ready? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. We're going to keep going, okay, hard and fast, okay? She starts breathing, okay. then we're going to stop. We're going to keep doing this. Keep going. 1, okay. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Keep going, okay? The squad just called that they're unseen. We have, I need some, one of you guys to get up and go open the door. Okay? Is she still not breathing? Yeah, she make a sound whenever we do that, whenever we, you know, you do the little pumping thing. She made a sound like a, hmm, 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 hmm. Is she breathing? Stuck. Check her nose. Somebody should still be pumping. You feel cold air. Feel cold air. You feel cold air coming out the nose. There's cold air coming out of the nose? Yes. Okay, if she's got air coming out, is her chest rising up and down? No. Her chest is not. All right, keep pumping. Okay, if her chest isn't going up and down, I want you to keep going until the squad gets there to take over. Okay. I'm going to count with you again. Let me know when the squad opens the door. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Was she having time breathe right now, guys? What? Oh, the, the, the paramedics been paramedics here now. All right, all right. Let them take over, okay? All right. All right. Thank you. Eleven thirty a.m. Dante Lewis called nine one one to report a Naya not talking or responding to anyone. It would take four minutes into the phone call for Day to join into the conversation to say actually, not only was Anaya unresponsive, but she was also not breathing. This was never brought up before this point. 
911 would walk Day through CPR until paramedics arrived. Anaya was found by first responders lying on the living room floor, directly beneath a window air conditioner. And in contradiction to Day's second story, where Anaya told her that she was hot, Anaya was dressed in a winter coat, winter hat, pants and socks. In my opinion, Day dressed her in these clothes in an attempt to hide Anaya's injuries. Interestingly, and what definitely speaks volumes into what Day and Lewis were hiding, first responders would note that the apartment seemed to be recently thoroughly cleaned. One officer said he could smell cleaning supplies, including bleach. The bleach smell didn't cover up the other dominant smell in the house, which was like rotting meat. Crime scene photos showed a host of cleaning supplies, including said bleach, carpet cleaner and window cleaner, all lined up on the kitchen counter. A vacuum cleaner was plugged in near the kitchen, and a broom was also leaning against a kitchen wall. There was no fresh food in the refrigerator. The only sign of food in the entire home was two half-eaten bowls of Mexican food sitting in the microwave. The sheets had been stripped off Anaya's bed and was later found in the washing machine. Anaya's mattress smelled strongly of urine. Paramedics would report little Anaya was in full cardiac arrest and she was rushed to hospital. Now, normally a parent would go en route to the hospital in the ambulance with their child. If it was me, they would have no choice. They would have to get an army to physically remove me from my child's side in this situation, but not day. She chose to stay at the apartment and travel to the hospital with her partner instead of her gravely ill daughter. First responders would later report seeing Day and Lewis standing at the entrance of the apartment building, showing, quote, no emotion for the child that was being placed into the ambulance, unquote. At Leuklid Hospital, it was clear to doctors that Anaya had been dead for some time. Her skin appeared to be, quote, extremely pale and lifeless and cold to the touch, unquote. She was already in rigor mortis. And according to Dr. Google, rigor mortis sets in between one and six hours after death. Anaya's arms and legs were, quote, very thin and you could see every bone in her ribs, unquote. Anaya weighed only 29 pounds. Just in comparison, the average four-year-old weighs more than 40 pounds. She was so malnourished that her autopsy would later show her pancreas had started to consume itself for nourishment. It was clear to doctors this sweet little girl had been abused prior to her death. She had black swollen marks on her left eye with a laceration, causing her eye to be completely swollen shut. There were several scalded burn marks on her right ankle that appeared to have been blistered, popped open and dried. There were rug burn marks on both her knees. What killed her, though? A forensic pathologist at the Cuyahoga County Medical Examiner's Office performed Anaya's autopsy. He determined Anaya suffered injuries that caused bleeding on her brain, which led to multiple strokes at least two weeks or potentially up to three months before her death. This was most likely caused by blunt force trauma to her head, possibly from the same incident as her black eye. That Anaya was so emaciated that there was no way she could protect herself against any attack. That she had lost so much muscle and fat that she would not have been able to walk for some time. Now it is not clear exactly how Anaya got her injuries. 
Neither Day nor Lewis have been very forthcoming about what actually happened to this little girl. She could have been hit, or she could have very well fallen. Medical examiners believe her decline in health would have been gradual. And Day's defence team used that as an excuse. That Day was illiterate and wouldn't have known Anaya needed a doctor. Really, you don't need a college degree to see Anaya was struggling. That she was nothing but skin and bones and covered in bruises and burns. That is enough for anyone, despite their education, to have seen this baby was in need of medical attention. In the end, Anaya's body simply would have given out from the repeated abuse, and she most likely passed away after being left in her urine-soaked bed where she was left so long that she had bed sores. Sierra Day and Dante Lewis were very soon arrested and charged with aggravated murder, murder, endangering children and permitted child abuse, charges that would have seen them imprisoned for the rest of their lives which in my opinion would be the only justice here. They were held on a $1 million bond each. Both were to be tried at the same time and faced a jury of 10 women and 4 men. Day and Lewis's lawyers called no witnesses in their defence, which says a lot for their character. Whereas prosecutors called more than three dozen witnesses over the course of the five-day trial. Throughout the trial, Lewis's lawyer claimed he had no idea Anaya was being abused, although he did admit during questioning that Day was harsh in her punishments with her daughter. But Anaya wasn't his child, so he stayed out of it. He would also claim he didn't live in the apartment with Day and Anaya, that he lived with his parents. But he did stay with the mother and daughter often, and he was a caregiver of sorts to Anaya. He would watch her for a short period of time and drop her off at childcare. When it came to closing arguments, both defence lawyers pointed the finger at the other. Day's defence lawyer argued that the evidence shows that Day did not purposely or intentionally cause the death of her daughter. Quote, Is there a sinister motive in the things that she did and said? Is there a sinister motive with how she acted and responded? Or, is she a young lady that operates in the bottom 3% of our population? Is she a young lady with such cognitive difficulties that she does not understand some of these things? Unquote. Lewis's attorney defended his client by trying to pin Anaya's death solely on her mother. Quote, he didn't want this child to die. That's why when he found her unresponsive, he called 911. He wanted to save her life. Unquote. State prosecutors argued that both Day and Lewis fouled the little girl when they abused her and left her to die. Quote, Ladies and gentlemen, Sierra Day fouled miserably in the care of her only child. Dante Lewis fouled miserably as her stepfather, her father, her whatever title he gave himself, and he fouled as a human being. Unquote. These two murderers, these two monsters, ruined my entire life. Michael Garrett, the father of Anaya Day Garrett, spoke at the sentencing Wednesday of Sierra Day and Deontay Lewis, who were both convicted earlier this month of killing his four-year-old daughter. Sierra Day, Anaya's birth mother, how could you torture and murder your own flesh and blood? Anaya died in March of 2018. Euclid police investigated her death and say the little girl had bruises on her legs and her back. Prosecutors told the judge Anaya weighed only 26 pounds when she died and suffered two strokes. But her mother and Lewis 
failed to get her medical help. She languished and she suffered and nobody hurt her judge. Nobody. So I hope today, judge, you hear her. The judge sentenced Sierra Day to life in prison without parole and sentenced Lewis to life in prison with parole eligibility after 20 years. I don't believe in 24 years I've seen a more callous disregard for human life than I did with uh, Sierra Day. Day did not speak during the trial or at sentencing. Lewis, however, continues to maintain his innocence. I love Anaya. I truly do. I did not harm her at all, nor did I do anything to hurt her. Because God is my witness, I would never do anything to harm her. But Anaya's father says he doesn't believe Lewis and said Lewis could have gotten help for his daughter. Garrett, who was fighting for custody when his daughter died, says he will continue to fight for justice for Anaya and other children. We just want to make sure we bring change here in our community to protect our children. We want to bring change uh, all around the world. We want to make sure we bring awareness to the Anaya law. It took the jury only five hours to return a guilty verdict, with their sentences handed down on March 20th, 2019, more than a year after a little Anaya's murder. Sierra Day received a life in prison without the possibility of parole. Her boyfriend, Dante Lewis, was sentenced to life in prison with eligibility for parole after 20 years. In hearing the sentencing, Michael jumped to his feet and screamed in anguish, quote, You killed my fucking child. You hurt my baby. Unquote. He was unable to contain himself any longer. CCCFS approved a $3 million settlement to Michael after he filed and accused the county for failing to protect his four-year-old daughter from the abuse that led to her death. The CCCFS received at least six reports that Day was abusing Anaya in the 13 months leading up to her murder. According to Michael's lawsuit, he accused the CCFS for failing to properly investigate these reports. A state report found that social services dismissed Anaya's statements that her mummy had hurt her, and they allowed her to return home to her abuser. The state report also found that social workers failed to both follow up and follow protocols, that there were only a handful of face-to-face contacts with Anaya, and they ignored two years' worth of injuries reported by her childcare. During an impassioned victim impact statement, Michael Garrett spoke about the future he was no longer able to share with his daughter, that he was no longer able to drop her off for preschool, that there would be no first day of kindergarten, there would be no prom night photos, there would be no walking her down the aisle. What could be can never be. Quote, these two murderers, these two monsters ruined my entire life. They should be put away forever. I hope Anaya receives the justice she deserves. In my opinion, the death penalty would be fair. But then again, it would be too easy for the torture and death of a four-year-old child. It devastates my entire life, my family and the whole entire world. Unquote. Michael spoke extensively about the impact that Anaya's tragic death has had upon the community and the world. Through a foundation set up in Anaya's name, Michael and others have continued to raise awareness about child abuse. He is also proposing legislation in her name that would mandate more thorough initial investigations into abuse by county social workers. The proposed legislation would also include stronger penalties for social workers and caseworkers who fail to follow state statute.
He also spoke to Day and Lewis directly, quote, How could you torture and murder your own flesh and blood, your own daughter? Lewis didn't care as he watched my daughter suffer for months because she was not his child. It was not his life. He did not care to protect Anaya. He's so weak of a man. Unquote. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Mayu.